Hello, welcome to. <laughs> Hello, well, hey, welcome to our old podcast, <laughs> Legends of Philadelphia. Oh. We're your hosts. Oh, it's old now. We're we're your host. I'm Johnny Zito. <laughs> and this is my business partner and best friend, Tony Trove. Hey. And joining us on engineering duties is Brian Bierman. Wow. You might be asking yourself, what makes these guys experts? Now, in addition to being Philadelphia natives, Tony Trove and I have a little t-shirt business called South Fellini that focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes. Lots of times these customers will ask, you know, what's the deal with Twin Bee tiles? Or they want to know what the word John means. So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and refresher for old heads. The city fascinates and excites us. We're happy. We're hoping to share that with you. I don't think we should do the joke anymore when we say we're the other person or Zito because <laughs> what joke? I don't think people know the difference then. Uh, I know I, I know I just did it 20 seconds ago, you, but I think that's I think I just retired it. <laughs> you did it so good we'll never do it again. All right, that's copy and paste right from there. Um, well, there was never a rule. There was never a rule that you couldn't say your name in that spot or Beerman couldn't say his name in that spot. I just read it as is. Read it as <laughs> is. <laughs> I didn't write the script. I'm not getting paid to write the scripts also. I just read them, you know? Now I got now I gotta rearrange everything? No. I'm reading what you give me, and if you don't like it, you know, then, I won't, then I'll, I'll, I'll quit right now. Don't quit. All right, I'm back. All right, welcome back. You guys are always talking about how you're going to replace me, though. <laughs> Every week, it's like, yeah, we should replace you. <laughs> That's not true. We talk the about two live crew stuff. You was said you're going to replace. It was, just, it was, it was a, a little much. Not twenty a, minutes ago. It was a little. It was a little much. <laughs> we said we need. We needed more variety. We wanted, I more wanted, perspectives. I, just want to rep, I want to replace all three of us. With, I well, yeah, we should. Re, yeah, we. Yeah, this podcast should definitely be staffed by by. Other people. By other people, <laughs> just period. Not other us. people, but but they still per- but now. Us. But it's like we still use their our names though. Yeah, because that, like that's avatars. what it says in the script. Yeah, we hire more uh, attractive people to be uh, us. <laughs> avatars. Um. Well, for anybody who doesn't know who we are, this is South Fellini. Uh, please. How could they not know? How could they not? At this point, I don't know. Maybe it's the topic. It's the topic. People use search terms to find these things. One of our better, one of our better episodes is uh, our our better received episodes is about uh, Edgar Allan Poe, and I think I think that's why. You know, it's a lot of goths. People, yeah. Well, people like people like things. There's only, but there's only there's only so many goths in South Philly. So. People people look up things they know. They look up things they're interested in, and, and people might not be looking up South Fellini, but they're looking up uh, water ice, I guess. John Zito nude. Like oh, the podcast. <laughs> came why would they? Why would they? Why would the Wikipedia not be enough? They're like, I need to know more. I need and to I go need... deeper. What? I want. What is Brian Bierman's favorite flavor? Like I just. I, I need, need to, know. to know. I need to know. So, luckily, this is. I guess. I guess that's how you would get here. Yeah, by looking up Brian. Right. <laughs> Specifically, my water ice, and I'm not going to say it now because we're we're waiting until the. We already know what it is. Well, I now know what it is. it's already written. Yeah, down. don't give it's it away script. too early. Yeah. Yeah. So people will just turn it script, off. Right? Keep listening. <laughs> I read the script, right? <laughs> it's in the script. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, well, uh, I guess this week, the thing we're hoping people are searching for is uh, the origins of water ice, because that's what we're talking about. Uh, it's getting hot out there. We pray that's what you're Googling. That's what you're Googling this week. <laughs> it's getting hot out there, so we thought it might Too be fun hot. to talk about the city's signature fruity frozen snack. Uh, it's called water ice or Italian ice, depending on who you ask. We're going to get into it. Uh, it's an icy treat made from water, sugar, and some sort of flavoring, usually fruit, but uh, there's like candy flavors and stuff like that. Uh, it's Choc- a firmer. Chocolate? Come on. Say again? Chocolate. It's what chocolate oh, yeah. Chocolate, like, root beer, vanilla. Flavor, sure. Yeah. Root beer. All right, uh, go ahead. Usually it's fruit, uh, but, but not always. <laughs> Uh, it's firmer than a slushy. It's softer than a sorbet. It's lighter than a snow cone. Uh, and, and today we're going to try and explain what exactly water ice is, why it's so popular, where it came from, and uh, who makes it the best. Why is it the best? Why is water ice the best? I've, uh, I, I love water ice. Uh, the only thing I've done this summer, the only outdoor activity I did at all this summer, because we're all in quarantine, is I went and, and got some water ice. That was it. That's the only thing I've done. I haven't had any yet this year. It's yeah, already July. Oh, guys, it's a bummer. You're bumming me out. I'm sorry. It's the COVID life, but you're right. Maybe I'll, this is, I feel like this episode is going to inspire. Uh, uh, it was the best thing I did. Day. It was the best thing I did with my Tuesday. Uh, oh, yeah, it was worth it. It was worth the, the risk of leaving the house uh, to get a little bit of uh, water ice. Uh, I got mango. 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 Mm. I, yeah. <laughs> Third place, always good. Third place. <laughs> Third place. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, this is this is one of these episodes I'm going to be like an absolute dickhead to the two of you. <laughs> yeah, this is one of them. This is just one of them. It's easier to point out the ones where you're not. Uh, you have very strong opinions about uh, about water ice, I guess. Yeah. He hates it. He's a- anti-water ice. <laughs> He's an originalist. It's too good. It's too sweet. It's too good, so I hate it. <laughs> Flavorless ice. That's what I'm into. Yeah, just ice. Yeah. See, just the, those, the original those, flavor. Okay. Just ice. Give me those uh, sloppy wildwood snow cones. Yeah, give me one of those. <laughs> give me one of those. It looks, like, it looks like the ice they scrape up at Rizzo Rink and put flavoring <laughs> on it. It's disgusting. Of course I'm passionate about this. <laughs> Do you guys, so Trove, what is your, what is your early, what is your introduction to water ice? What's your early oh, man. memory? I grew up on Rittner Street, so we went to Italiano when I was a little, little kid. And yeah. uh, I still think they're the best. Uh, they have great flavors. Um, amaretto, rare flavor. Mm. Um, and, they do, and they do great, uh, um, what are they going to put ice cream in it? Uh, gelato? Uh, gelati. Gelatis, yeah. Gelatis. <laughs> We're going to get into gelatis, too. We're There's a radio a ball. Yeah. Have you ever heard this phrase? What? In, what phrase? In radio ball. No, I no. In Port Richmond, there was a, a a place. I forget the name of it, but it was it was near our house. And, and, and I think when they mixed um, water ice and ice cream, they called it a radio ball. Radio oh, ball? Yeah. No. Was it water water ice has to be made in South Philly like champagne, you know? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's why it's water ice. It's not water ice. You know, that's like it that's where it just it, comes from. It's, it's like it's three like, miles like, away. I, don't know, I didn't make it up. That, is that I didn't much make different? Shit up. I didn't make this shit up. <laughs> the water is completely different over there. Yeah. It's just they, different. They it's, make it's ice different. Even dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the flavor comes from. 
Um, so I guess uh, for anyone who doesn't who who doesn't know what water ice is, and I didn't think about it until I was writing this down, but the phrase water ice is insane. It doesn't make any sense. And I I also think back to when I was like in college and meeting people from outside of the city for the first time and trying to explain to them what water ice is. And water is ice, so it doesn't. It's it's confusing. It's hard to. It's hard to even tell people what this treat is, what you're trying to introduce them to if they've never heard or seen it before. Uh, but uh, a water ice is a sweetened treat made with fruit, often from concentrates, juices, or purees, uh, or other natural uh, or artificial f- uh, food flavorings. Water ice is similar to sorbet uh, and snow cones, but differs from the American-style sherbet in that it does not contain any dairy or egg ingredients. Common flavors include, but are not limited to, lemon, cherry, orange, watermelon, blue raspberry, mango, strawberry, and blackberry, with numerous other flavors available. I guess, I guess, like sorbet is like the closest thing. It's pretty to close. What, what it is, but not usually doesn't usually come in those flavors, you know. If, right. if you're like a true outsider, like don't know what it, don't know what this flavor, what, it, what this thing is. Yeah. When I was a kid, I guess, I, uh, I guess. When, when I was a kid, the, uh, my my parents would take us down to Marconi Park and and Pops Water Ice is right across the street. And there was a, sh- a straight couple of years that I only got root beer water ice from from. Pops. You said root beer earlier, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" I know it's like a very beer. specific like, like, thing, and I've uh, never had. I don't ever go in for it now, but it's like it's a flavor that uh, has always been around, and it's just like. I don't know. As a kid, it was the one. It was like not fruit. It was like not natural. That's the one I want. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess it's good with probably good with like a gelati with a vanilla ice cream. Did you right. ever? Did you ever get? A, did you ever get? You ever get one of those? Yeah. Did you ever get a? <laughs> did you ever get a mix? Did you ever walk up to the window and you're like, "Let me get a little lemon and a little strawberry." Let me get a little lemon and a little strawberry. Sir, you have to leave. You have to leave. It's gonna be forty five minutes. Just go. Do you ever get this? Do you ever get this? Do you ever get with a pretzel? Do you ever get with a pretzel stick? How about a pretzel stick? Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's no, I, that is exactly what this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be 45 oh. minutes of that. Oh, oh, oh. Then, then I'm, just, I'm just exploring the studio. I'm just well, exploring well, the sandbox. We, we a little did bit. Some it's like jazz. I got to feel, is... feel, feel it out, you know? We feel did some out. hard history the last couple of, uh, uh, some of the last few episodes. Jersey Devil you, is hard hitting stuff. Dude, we, that, that, that Devil, we, we won that Peabody, and now we're now now this is our this is our off uh, <laughs> this is our awful off week. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is for this is for general audiences. You know, usually we get real grand for the masses. This is our this is our <laughs> crowd pleaser. Who's that director that does he does uh, Steven Spielberg? No, he does uh, uh, Spielberg. No, wow, well, whatever. Spike. I, I, Lee. No, this, nah, I'm just forget Spike. it because this is what this, ah. the next ten minutes is going to be. This so, like, <laughs> forget about this. Soderbergh. Soderbergh does one for me, one for then he does a big he does a big studio film. Right, he does then, the indie and then he does the crowd yeah, yeah. yeah, the money maker. Yeah, this is a money maker episode. Yeah, big time, dude, big time. <laughs> we get paid in water ice. <laughs> oh man, I wish. Jesus, I wish. Uh, so uh, where does where does water ice come from? Uh, where what is water ice? Where does it come it, from? It comes from the ground. It comes from the ground. <laughs> there's a, there's three there's four wells and they they pull the bucket up and they go ah right well they're all hidden all over the city they're all over the city but there's some of them are better than others. <laughs> 
Uh, it's close. That's pretty close. So um, the <laughs> ancient ancestor. It's close. It's pretty close. Look, I'm trying to be encouraging, man. <laughs> the uh, the ancient ancestor of all cold fruity treats can be traced back to the Sicilian granita. Uh, food historian Jeffrey Steingarten, in his essay titled "The Mother of All Ice Creams," explains the origins. He says, using the snow harvested from the top of Mount Etna, uh, Arab immigrants brought sugarcane to ancient Sicily and experimented with frozen foods long before the invention of refrigeration. Uh, so at the time, uh, people who lived in Sicily, natives of Sicily uh, and Italy, were using the mountain to, like, they would run up, get some ice, and then use it to cool things down, like, you know, chill their wine or whatever. But then when sugarcane was introduced uh, to the area, they immediately started, Changed like, the using it. Yeah, they started that using it beautiful. to flavor things. That is beautiful. I want to... F- I want to live in that. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be my life. That sounds great. I don't know. So run- I don't know if I want to eat like the mountain snow. It's like, oh, it's snow before industrialization. The only thing you got to worry about yeah, is like animal. Yeah, but there's animal. still deer pooping and, and stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's a good, good point. point. They do poop yeah, out this there. Is deer poop. What else? <laughs> was the first flavor? Are these are these chocolate chips in here? Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. No. Uh, well, uh, runners were sent up the uh, almost 11,000-foot mountain uh, side, uh, Europe's highest active volcano. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I, I want a sweet treat. Go run up that mountain. And get, <laughs> and get, and get, uh, uh, you know what? And, and well, By the time they get back, you're like, you know, I, I, I don't want it anymore. Like four days later, <laughs> two, people, two people died on the way. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over this now. Or imagine being like, ah, oh, lime. <laughs> yeah. Do they have uh, uh uh do they have um root beer? Can you check? Can you please check? It's a rare, it's a rare flavor. You can only get it at a pops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, they and well, they would use the snow, and you're they used whatever fruit they had to uh, to flavor it. Uh, mostly lemons and limes. The other fresh fruits would come through you know, by way of, like, trading or whatever, but these were, like, consistently uh, flavorful things that they could grow. So those were the most common flavors back then. Uh, Over the years, Sicilians mastered a method of storing the ice in caverns beneath the volcano uh, before transporting it to other parts of Italy. Uh, As they did so, the practice of mixing ice and fruit, eventually known as granita, spread throughout the Mediterranean with different regions developing their own versions of the fruit and ice combination. So I guess they... uh, they, they, if you take it down from the top of the mountain it, where the snow collects, you can then hide it inside caves at the bottom of the mountain where it's still really, really cold and it won't, it won't melt. And, uh, so people were like, you know, I guess selling it and, uh, and then they have some kind of, you know, shipping method for it so that it can get f- further inland. That's pretty cool. Uh, what a, what a great system they figured out. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. I didn't know any of this, by the way. Uh, so this was, uh, I made up all a, this, by the way, I made it all up. It's all made up. <laughs> you idiots. You two idiots. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. They ran to the top of a mountain to make it. <laughs> I can't believe they fell. I, think it was, I thought it was weird. You were giggling while you were saying it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds right to me. <laughs> when I, when I was a kid, I remember, I can't remember which store it was, but my grandfather took me to, my pop-up took me to one of these like Italian corner stores or whatever. And, uh, you know, I wanted like an ice cream thing or a water ice thing. And I, I, I guess this place was like only sold stuff from Italy or whatever. It's like an import place. 
and that's why he went there. That's why he, like it was a place that he went to. And the 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 sweet treat or whatever they gave me was a granita, and it was inside. It was like made inside an orange. So like I like scraped it out. It's like a sherbet. It was like a like a water ice that, that was like frozen. Yeah, and I know what you're saying that's that sounds awesome. <clears> it was. <laughs> they still have it. I don't know. I googled it. I've I had couldn't that. find that's, them. That's, Damn. Yeah, and it was in. A, I remember. I remember him telling me what it was, and and uh, being like, okay, well, one one icy treat is you know the same as the next. But the thing that was cool about it was that it was an orange inside, it was in like an a plastic. Orange. Yeah, it was in a, in a plastic container. Damn. So bring uh, this back. Yeah, man, bring that back. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm saying this, and uh, something that uh, I didn't I didn't write into here, but there's a place on Passion Avenue that has a lot of these old world treats. Uh, what's it called, D'Amelio's? Right. Uh, on Passion Avenue, and they they recreate a lot of these old uh, Italian style uh, sweet the, treats. Um, yo, yo, Chris, make this. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, cheese place has lemon ices too? Oh, Mancuso's. Mancuso's. Yeah, they make their own too. Yeah, we're um, gonna talk about them. They have. They have, they're, they're they have one a, of the first. They have a uh, a, a deep tunnel in their. <laughs> it's a tunnel their, that uh, actually goes to a mountain in Italy, uh, under the store. <laughs> mm-hmm. An old lady fills it up and it yeah. sends it back. <laughs> so the original flavors going all the way back 2,000 years are lemon juice, mandarin oranges, mandarin oranges, jasmine, coffee, almonds, mint, and when in season, wild strawberries and black mulberries. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's what we have like evidence of. That's like stuff that was like written down that they found and like traditions that are carried on to today and things that like naturally grow over there. Um, uh, some of the, some scientist is like licking the ground. It's like, yeah, this is jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tasteologist. I got my PhD yeah, for this. Yeah. My PhD uh, in water ice. Uh, the 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 nuances of the Sicilian ingredients are important to the flavor of the finished granita. The Sicilian lemons, for instance, are less acidic than uh, the more floral variety, uh, similar to Meyer lemons. And the almonds uh, used to contain a number of bitter almonds, so their almond flavor was more bitter and their mm-hmm. lemon flavor was softer. Uh, and these are crucial to the signature uh, flavors of the Italian or Sicilian granita. So from the very beginning, the variety of flavors and where it came from is very much regional. They are, the, the granita is the original. The water is what makes the difference. It's all in the water. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so like the... You know where you're where you're at is is what you're using to make your your words. yeah where you at <laughs> yeah where you at <laughs> yeah where you at <laughs> uh, so there's like all kinds of apocryphal, apocryphal stories um, about uh, uh, the granita and about uh, Italians and and water ice and stuff and uh, I'm not sure how true they are because they're just like they're always mentioned as apocryphal stories but like for instance the Roman Emperor Nero in uh, like 60 A.D forcing his slaves to run snow down from the top of Mount Etna so that they could relay uh, uh, ice to him and bring him and bring him sweet treats, bring him granitas, bring him water ice. Uh, th- there are stories written about this, and, and we, we don't know how true they are, but, uh, you know. I heard it on a history podcast. Yeah, but but it's like it's like we you were joking about earlier about like uh, how long it would take and how hard it is, and like, you know, you're never going to, you're the slave, you're never going to get any of this stuff. It's not your... No, it's, it's not, not. It's not for, it's not for you. you. It's not yeah. For you. And is Nero? Oh, 
Yeah. And then I I read another one I read another one that said Caligula, so it makes me like think that like it makes me think that they're just. But he like, was having like during an orgy, he's like, "Give me some lemon water ice now, now <laughs> yeah. I need it like, now." It's just excess. If you live the excess life, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw up in the, this room, and then I'm gonna go back to my orgy in lemon lemon ice room. There's nothing in the. There's no stories about Marcus Aurelius uh, or, or or Julius Caesar eating water ice. Only the only the hedonistic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. None of the big thinkers. Um. So uh, when and where exactly did naturally iced water become man-made water ice? I don't uh, know, Zito. That's why I'm here. <laughs> These are rhetorical questions, Beer. I'm prepared to answer them. I didn't read the Wikipedia page. You did. <laughs> uh, food historians now believe that it was uh, probably sometime around 1650 and someplace in Italy that the ancient love of drinks cooled by natural snow or ice met the scientific knowledge of the endothermic effect, the rule uh, of physics that makes it possible to freeze a liquid through conduction. So endothermic reactions absorb heat from their surroundings. For example, when salt is added to water, there's an endothermic reaction that takes place. The water is cooled and can be frozen in the right conditions. I I'm sure you've seen like funny YouTube videos about like, here's the fastest way to cool a case of beer or whatever. And it's like water and salt is better than, a case than putting it in um, a, a bunch of ice. It'll, it'll work faster. Right, right. It makes it colder faster. Uh, yeah, uh, they, Sicilian magic. Ma Sicilian ma magic. Sicilian magicians. Sicilian magicians, yeah. Mm -hmm. The rules of refrigeration. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, the beginning of science, and uh, the, I guess uh, the beginning of the science of kitchen work. And uh, by the late 1600s, this salt and ice technique graduated from the laboratory to you know, uh, uh, most homes. Uh, paving the way for the invention of all kinds of frozen treats. In those days, only the richest among the aristocracy could afford such luxuries, like your Nero's and your Caligula's. Uh, for example, in the 1600s, King Charles I of England was said to have enjoyed creamed ice, uh, so much so that he paid his chef to keep the recipe a secret from the public, believing it solely for uh, royal treatment. What a, what a classic king move. I want what this. <laughs> I don't want anybody else to have it because it's good, and I yeah, want it. It's pretty it. <laughs> It's only only Pretty kings rotten. only. Yeah. That's so shitty. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I don't Charles even want people to know how good it is. <laughs> They'll eat it all, and I want it. <laughs> that is a shortage. It's just that it's yeah. We, I, uh, I just we, I don't I don't want no you shortage. to have it. There's, there's plenty of it. We, I just don't want you to know. Actually, about too it, much. So I'm throwing it out. I, there's so much of it, but <laughs> I still don't want you to have it. Uh. What a, yeah, what, a what, what a what a what yeah what a what a what a what a pot, what a pot. Being in charge and hoarding the ice cream, it's uh, it continues to this day. It's a. I don't want. I don't. I. I it, this is too good. You, you you won't you won't appreciate it as much as I will. Being a king. So at the beginning of the 18th century, Italian culinary books began to, and began emphasizing the regional Italian cuisine rather than the French cuisine, which was dominant at the time. So even in Italy, everybody was like, oh, you got to do it like the French, you got to do it like the French. Um, but in the uh, 1700s, that started to change. And books were written uh, no longer addressing, uh, addressed to professional chefs, but to bourgeois <coughs> housewives. And uh, these housewives w would have cooks, uh, and they instructed them on how to make these desserts, and those servants took that knowledge home to their own families. And so that's like the dissemination of like how everybody ended up with granitas 
and uh, and sweet treats from the mountains of uh, or from without having access to uh, Mount Etna. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I, you know, it trickles down. I guess uh, even King Charles couldn't keep it all to himself forever. Information gets out. It got, it got out. out. Yeah, something that good is gonna leak. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And and he's like and and of course King Charles went after the leakers. He didn't he didn't address the fact that he'd been hoarding ice cream all this time. Yeah, they're like you. Mo- he's like, can you, you believe had these- this this whole time? <laughs> these people released this information, and it's like, wait, why were you hoarding this information? Yeah, we could have been enjoying this because I want it. I mean, there's there's crappy snow cones <laughs> and <laughs> on the on the boardwalk, and I could be eating this. Every time I want a snow cone, I have to go to the top of Mount at, at the top of Mount Etna. But here you are, protecting yeah. the secret of refrigeration and ice cream. Thanks, thanks for nothing. That's why they could, and then they cut his head off, right? Probably. I don't remember what happened to King Charles the first, one of the lesser kings. <laughs> <laughs> this is a British history <laughs> I love, show. Who I cares? love that. that. That's how little we're caring about this episode. We're just like, I, I don't know about King Charles. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I didn't follow up on which. Well, there's a lot of King Charles. Obviously, he was Who just cares? the first. They cut his head off because he was hoarding the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, but take that to the back. They cut that each. They cut every, a finger off for each flavor. We're just gonna start lying now. We're just gonna start making stuff. <laughs> up. Yep. Uh, we'll figure it out in the errors and omission episode. Brian Bierman, yeah. the largest baby ever born. <laughs> That's in, true. In, in Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, jumping to the early 1900s, at the peak of the Italian immigration into the United States, approximately 2 million Italians had immigrated here at the time, and a majority of them were coming from southern Italy with hopes of escaping the intense poverty back home. Uh, Everyone was looking for ways to make money, uh, and some immigrants began selling granita. Makes sense. You you use what you got, and if... uh, Look, a hit's a hit. Yeah. Crossover appeal. And I guess you're, I mean, we talked about it. You, Trove, you mentioned in the South Street episode, you know, your whole family moved from a town in Italy to a street in Philadelphia. So, like, you know, you're, you're coming with the, your skill set, and then you're maybe even just reproducing it over here. And, uh, and if you didn't have a skill set or you couldn't utilize a skill set back at home, then you have an opportunity to do that here for the first time. And you have a built-in audience, like you said, but then you have every other block that's full of a different, from a, from a different town in Italy yeah, somewhere. I mean- know how to cook so <laughs> yeah at a certain point it's like all right we have enough we have enough restaurants what else <laughs> oh, can man, we sell the 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 food back then must have been amazing it had to be a it had to be a real um uh a, a real step up from whatever was going on in america i mean they must have i mean just boiling everything you know like next thing you know you have uh, people coming from all over the world and they're bringing different uh, spices and sweet treats and things like that. It, it, I'm sure it was an explosion of of food and taste. Because in, in a couple of episodes too, we've also covered it. There is in the early 1900s, and then again in the right after World War II. There's like proto foodies. It's like there are articles about it in the newspaper. That's where we get these quotes from. Uh, and the, right. And, a lot, right. and businesses like about taste, it. yeah, it's in the news. Like hoagies. Yeah, right? like hoagies and tasty cake. Like those, the, all that information came from newspapers who were reporting on it. Like, can you believe this? Uh, <laughs> like, a, like human interest stories. Slow, slow news day, but, you know, yeah. big deal to us. Yeah, the Hindenburg didn't happen yet. So it was. Uh... Well, all these years later, we're talking about water ice and tasty cakes, not whatever happened in between. 
<laughs> yeah, I got some other stuff happened in history, but who knows and who cares, right? How, how is it affected fell. by water ice? <laughs> cares? We just don't care, though. How is it? How does <laughs> it affect water ice? Well, I don't care outside yeah, of. Yeah. I don't care outside of. The, well, it's yeah, like we, frozen in time. That's the other thing too. Like, it definitely at some point it stopped evolving. I mean, we'll get there, but uh, it did just stop being something different. It's always been the same at some point. Yeah. Uh, so who was the first? Who was the very first person to sell uh, water ice uh, in the United States? Uh, wh- when did Granita become water ice? Uh, so th- people tend to agree, and I found two different articles uh, that you know seemed pretty well researched. Um, but one was from Vice magazine, so they might have just been they might have just been copying from the the. Uh, I uh, think Vice is doing the same thing we're, we're doing. Say, looking up the Wikipedia. Uh... They're just copying and pasting. So we just might be. So it might just really be one source. But apparently, on a, on a long hot summer day, just over a hundred years ago, Caterina de Cosmo uh, grew nostalgic for her hometown in Italy, and she decided to try recreating uh, granitas that she finally remembered. Uh, from her childhood back in the old country. Uh, but she did not have the recipe, and uh, she made it from memory. And uh, that seems to be part of this as well. Making granitas from memory is, is, and messing it up is, is where water ice comes from. And by not adding the flavor to the ice, but by freezing the liquid concoction while mixing it, uh, she created water ice. And that seems to be the, the difference. Yeah. Accidentally changed the world. Accidentally changed the world. Yep. There you go. Never look back. Never. We never look back. <laughs> Keep going and here we are today. Uh, Katarina's first batch came out smooth, far less granular than the typical granita, and it was uh, creamy, despite containing no dairy. Uh, she uh, shared it among family, friends, and regular customers at her small grocery in an Italian-American enclave in Elizabeth, New Jersey, called Peterstown. Uh, it was an immediate hit, and soon Katarina's Italian ice would become locally famous uh, outside her own Italian neighborhood. Her husband, oh, yeah. Uh, so again, human interest story is like, what is Katarina's water ice? What's or, or Italian ice? What's that all about? And uh, watered ice. And, can you believe this? Well, the, she was calling it Italian ice, or it, or that that is the name that had been given in the news, uh, Italian ice. Mm. And uh, so she, her husband, uh, seeing a, a, you know how explosive the the sales were and the interest was, uh, her husband Giovanni eventually decided to build a small shack next to his house. Uh, uh, made from salvaged wood crates and pallets, uh, and uh, it was wholly dedicated uh, to selling water ice. And this is the first water ice stand. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, uh, and it's you got any pretzels? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can I get a, can I get another napkin? <laughs> So uh, the ice they needed to make each day's supply arrived via horse and carriage uh, in a 300-pound block, uh, and then they'd hand-crank the ice and a variety of fresh fruits uh, for hours to produce five gallons per batch. That uh, limited their ability to produce different flavors, and for many years, the only option on the menu was lemon. So uh, that's a lot of work, uh, and then I guess it was one of those situations where they produced it all day long for as long as they could, and until there was no more ice, and then they went to bed. Till the horse got tired. Till the horse stopped carrying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Cosmo's success spawned countless imitators in big cities across the U.S. Just as different regions of Italy developed their own versions of Granita over the years, American cities with high concentrations of Italians, especially Sicilians, began developing their own versions of uh, Italian ice. In New Orleans, they have the Snowball, spelled S-N-O-B-A-L-L, not Snow Cone, uh, and it's made with uh, fluffy shaved ice and topped with fresh fruits. Uh, 
in New York City and Chicago, they sell creamy Italian ice, which is uh, closer to the Philadelphia water ice, but they call it Italian ice. Uh, and in Philadelphia, we have the finely granulated flavored ice known as water ice. Uh, like Italian ice, water ice is similarly derived from the granita brought to Philadelphia by Italian immigrants through largely synonymous, those largely synonymous with Italian ice. The Philadelphia area water ice is specific to our type of Italian ice. It doesn't taste the same as in other cities. In New Orleans is different from Chicago, is different from New York, is different from Philadelphia. Well then, each <laughs> we have to try them all, I guess. We got to go on a yeah, sh- water ice tour. If anybody is in all right, I'll do it. Chicago, <laughs> they can they can they can fly us over some water ice, but it has to be cold. Yeah, you have to you keep it in keep the cooler. Cold. Yeah, right. If, it's not if the ancient it melts, Sicilians, that's it. If the ancient Sicilians could make it all the way down from Man- Mount Etna with uh, with with some ice, I'm sure that someone could make it from Chicago to Philadelphia with a, with some water ice. Yeah, some so solid figure it water out, ice. Chicago, Chicago people. We're relying on you to represent your town. Yeah, or we're gonna make fun of you on the next episode. On the errors and omission <laughs> episode, it's gonna uh, it's gonna come up. On the errors and omissions episode, we're gonna revisit it's gonna come this. Up. And we're gonna this say was, this was all wrong. This was all wrong. Yeah, they sh- they should have they should have sent they should have sent mm-hmm. uh, some kind of representation. Uh, and if they don't, we're gonna bring it up. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're 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 not gonna we're not gonna forget it. That's for damn sure. We've been reduced to shaming people for treats. I mean, well, we asked for treats outright like, two weeks ago, and we didn't get any. So, uh, so I guess we have to shame people into doing so. Next, next week. So, so where, Straight so where do Philadelphians get their water ice? <laughs> uh, so where do Philadelphians get their water ice? Uh, so I looked up a couple of uh, where are the oldest Philadelphian water ice uh, uh, stores, shops, whatever that are still open today, uh, and uh, some of them have their origins going all the way back to the 30s. Like we said, this place in Jersey, uh, De Cosmos, was 1915. Um, so it's it's entirely possible that people were selling water ice in Philadelphia before. Uh, before this, but um, uh, Felipe, Felipe Italiano sold his homemade Italian water ice uh, from a cart, like a food truck that he pushed around the neighborhood. Uh, as uh, word of his refreshing treat spread, he began to find children and families lined up waiting outside his garage where he kept the cart overnight. <laughs> uh, are you open yet? We need it. Are you open? Wake up. Uh, since he lived directly across the street from an urban park, Marconi Plaza, uh, Felipe realized he could quit lugging the heavy cart around and just uh, uh, in the heat and just have people come to him instead. So in 19... <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. He, it doesn't say hot. anywhere... Come, look, come to me. It doesn't say anywhere he had a horse. I, I'm pretty sure he was pulling this thing himself. And I found oh, one man. picture of him. There's a picture of him on Pop's website, and uh, he is standing next to a cart. It has, like, two wheels and like like a rickshaw like like handles that he pulls it with it looks like, so that sucks. Well, uh, good for him. He didn't have to pull it. Yeah. Although uh, I'm sure yeah. other people had the similar things at the time. I that's what I imagine is is that there was probably lots of people who were selling things on carts, and the water ice was just another thing they were selling. You know. So he, like, he just like plopped down on Argon Avenue. He was like, I keep my cart here. I'm just, just you know, we're just gonna we're, this is this is where we this is our store. Yeah. I can't believe Ellen I didn't shut him down. Well, and we know, <laughs> <laughs> and we know from the uh, the World's Fair episode by 1932 that area had been developed. That big park is there. Um, that 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 isn't just like swampland anymore. It's like people. It's co- it's up and coming. It's like you know, it's it's an area that's that, that could use a water ice stand. Right. 
1932, right. he converted his garage into a storefront and opened Pop's Homemade Water Ice, which is still there uh, with the family today. And they have a they have a garage door. That's that's what opens and closes the uh, the, uh, the the counter uh, and as well. They have they they still have the. I'm sure it's not the same garage door, but it still has a garage door. Um, yeah, it's a like custom built. It's like a. It's not a. Um, it's not like a regular storefront. It is a takeout water ice storefront. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I went to. I mean, as a kid, Pop's Water Ice uh, was where my dad would take us to the park across the street for frisbee or baseball or kite flying or whatever childhood activity you do to tire a kid out because you're you're just trying to get him to go to sleep. <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> little Zito is like doing that thing. He's like rolling a circle with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad's like, you did it wrong. Do it again. You did it wrong. Keep doing it until you get tired. Uh, but we would uh, occasionally get water, especially in the summer months. We, we would pop over to Pops and get some water ice over there. And like I said, root beer was always my go-to flavor uh, for Pops. I remember as a kid, they had the, uh, of all the water ice places around the neighborhood, they had the fancy full flavors. They had... Uh, Mango, pina colada, and things like that. They so they they had specialties. The higher end of water. They higher end. They were, I always they thought were trying. Of it as a they were trying treat. new things. Yeah. Yeah. You, you you eat it with your pinky out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I definitely thought of it as like new. It was like so even the um, uh, even pops had um uh, when I was a kid. I don't know if they still do it. Uh, no, they don't because I just went there. They, but they have uh, they used to have brand. And I made us think about it. I made a big <laughs> deal. I made a big deal about it. Um, but they uh, they had their own branded cups too. Like they're the cups for uh, the Dixie cups that the water ice comes in has their logo on it. So it just like it felt like a you know a little bit fancier, just a little bit fancier. Yeah. Um, a silver spoon. Yeah, they give you silver spoon. plastic yeah. spoons, yep. right? Yeah. So uh, in 1939, uh, other places that went on to uh, uh, sell water ice that are still around today. In 1939, Mancuso's and Sons, an Italian grocer and cheesemaker, opened up on Pashunk Avenue. Uh, and immediately following Mancuso's uh, opening, they began selling water ice from the family Granita recipes. Uh, so Mancuso's became known for topping theirs with uh, uh, lemon shavings uh, on their water ice and, and candied lemons. Uh, or putting chocolate chips or chocolate in their chocolate water ice. Um, and it's kind of a hidden gem that still exists today, and uh, it always tops uh, best of lists if you're looking up, like, great place to get water ice or whatever. And uh, this was the one that was closest to me growing up, so I went there the most. It's, like, around the corner from where I grew up, and so we'd walk over there. And they also have, like, a tiny win. It's not like Pops um, water ice where it has, like, a big, a nice big window with a big menu and all that. Mancuso's has, like, a tiny, like, hole in the wall. It's like a like a little tiny window under a neon light, and you like kind of like whisper into it. You like, kind of like <laughs> like kink your neck down, yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't know they sold water ice, you you would you never know, think most like little grocery stores like that that don't you know, but yeah. they have, they have great hokies. Yeah, they do, and they they make their own cheese. My grandfather would take me over there occasionally uh, to because he would buy uh, mozzarella balls. He would buy the scamotes, mm-hmm. and they would get it from them. <laughs> and while we were while we were there, I'd be like, right, "Let me get a water ice. Let me get a treat," because that's come what on, I do. I mean, we're already here. I mean, come come on. On. as I mentioned earlier, I would hit pop up up for treats all the time. <laughs> um, I I don't know if you guys have ever been to Mancuso's, but um, yeah, their cups yes. were also bigger. They, whatever reason, their size, their small, medium, and larges were just bigger. The cups they used were just bigger. Nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a good one. <laughs> uh, so then there's also uh, 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 John Cardulo, founder of John's Water Ice, owned a diner in the heart of South Philly's Italian market neighborhood and often served 
Water ice is a dessert option in the restaurant. Uh, in 1945, as the water ice market was uh, on the way up and was growing in popularity, John decided to close the diner and turn his office space uh, into for heating and uh, for a heating and repair company I- into a simple water ice stand. Uh, and uh, uh, the two seasonal operations uh, provided him with a steady income in both. Uh, the winter and the summer. So in the winter, he was fixing your your heating system, and in the summer, he was selling you water ice. Uh, that, he's like, that's oh, a yeah, hustler, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's like... Out of the same space. And he knows genius. you'll be back. Yep. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the, uh, John's Water Ice still operates out of the original location and is run by the grandson, Anthony Cardulo. And it is also, similar to Pops, it is set up with a, with a big counter and, and gates. And yeah, that place only does one thing. Only does one thing. It sells water it ice. Sells water ice. And that's uh, the they're, they're fantastic. Right? They're such a... And, they're, they're, and their ice cream is great, too. They all... I mean, the, all the ones I mentioned sell uh, sell pretzels. They, they don't all get them from the same pretzel place, though. Uh, <laughs> we, we could do all the thing with pretzels, maybe a whole other... Yeah, it's a whole that's other like, episode. That's like the season finale, I think. <laughs> series finale. S- series finale. <laughs> that's yeah, it. Yeah. Put a stamp on it. The show's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't top this. It's four episodes. Just keep my volume low. Episode three, just on time. salt. Yeah. <laughs> just salt. Just salt. <laughs> just on the salt, yeah. Perfect temperature and, and crystallization. Do you like them square or do you like them round? The, the golden right, bricks. We'll, 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 but we got to get in there. Make people wait. Make people wait. Speaking of pretzels, though, all of these places do, do sell pretzels, and I will always opt for the pretzel stick because, as a kid, uh, and even to today, I you, I know you're not supposed to use a spoon. You're looked down on for using a spoon while you <laughs> you're eat your frowned upon by the water. Frowned ice upon by the uh, by the uh, by the water ice intelligentsia, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, the hell with that, dude. How are you supposed to eat it? Well, then, well, you're either supposed to. I mean, th- I would always catch. I I don't know why, and I don't know who invented these rules, but I would catch grief from older kids <laughs> if I used a spoon. If you had a spoon, it was just me picking on you. Yeah, maybe they were, but uh, <laughs> as a result, everybody used uh, pretzel sticks. You use the you 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 bite the pretzel stick in such a way that you use the pretzel stick as a as a spoon. Yeah. yeah. And then like I'd get you get like a pack of ten for a dollar uh, of. Uh, uh, of I like sticks. soft pretzels with it. I think you dip it. It's great. Yeah, soft pretzels are good for it too. Depending on where it's from, but continue, continue. Sorry. Uh, so then, in 1975, there was a split in the Italiano family, and uh, I know drama. Uh, and one brother broke uh, or took his share of the family recipes and opened his own self-named sweet shop. So Italiano's at the intersection of Twelfth and Shunk uh, claimed to be the inventor of the gelati, which is water ice and ice cream combo. Italiano's is so proud, protective of its claim that they have a passive-aggressive handmade sign hung up out in front of the store that states, <laughs> quote, we are definitely the originator. Anyone who using the gelati name is just playing a game of follow the leader, end quote. Wow, that's yeah. some shots, dude. <laughs> it is a handwritten sign, and as a kid, I never read it. I never paid attention to it because it says gelati, huge, and then in smaller. That's all you saw. That's all I saw. That's all I want. I was like, whoa, 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 you could put ice cream on top of this? Um, change the game, dude. Yeah, it definitely so, enhances so many things too. Like, even like I would say, like they have like the amaretto with like vanilla water ice. Yeah, A plus. Yeah, it's a classic. A plus. But I, I mean, you look. So everyone's gonna catch on to the water ice uh, yeah, ice cream I mean, combo. On. It's like saying, you know, oh, no one's gonna put pepperoni on their on their pizza. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Well, you could be the you could be the originator, and you. I agree. Yeah, you could be the originator. But, you know, you, something it, you know. You, Some things are too weird. good to patent. Well, you just—if it's easy to to, to uh, copy, people are going to copy. It's just how it is. 
in the IP in the IP game, you know. <laughs> um, but that makes sense. I can see why they'd be pissed, though, especially if they're like relatives and did the same thing. Um, well, Beerman was saying they had it all the way up in the Northeast. They had what was it was called a rolling ball. <laughs> yeah, that all the way up in, 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 in Port Richmond. It was called a radio. In Port ball. Richmond. What's that? What the hell all the way. Well, look, I think if we can away. agree on anything. Wow, they had it all the way up there too. Wow. <laughs> Now, what is the elevation in Port Richmond? Yeah, are yeah, they, yeah. Are, they in a mount, are they in the mountains as well? Do they speak English, or is it an amalgamation Richmond? of different... Uh... I think it's, it's, it's French, right? Port Richmond. Yes, cool. it's French. Yeah. They want to be their own country. They're yeah, there was a place... Man I, I, man, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, there was a place on Richmond Street, which was near... And it's not there anymore, but they used to have um, water ice and ice cream and pretzels and... Everything you want. I used to go there so much as a kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, they called them a radio ball. But here's radio, a hot take, though, straight up. Radio bowl. Water ice ice cream shouldn't be mixed, dude. I'm going to say it. Wow. Wow, you you're know great, great separate you're... together? No, that's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> Only lemon. No no. I wouldn't cream. do it with every flavor. That, that's... It's almost like it has to be like certain things. No, I don't. I, I think I, mango is good with it. Yeah, it cuts it cuts some flavors. But there's also some like well, like 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 you said like John's. They only have the most traditional flavors. They they're like right, right. chocolate, cherry, lemon, lemon. And you know like and even like my like I remember my grandfather would be like lemon's the only flavor. <laughs> right. This is hearsay. Like, he like this is lemonade, this is... and he'd be like, "That's the only flavor. It's just lemon." Cherry yeah. is blasphemy. Yeah, like yeah, cherries. <laughs> cherries the for weak people. Cherry. <laughs> but you know, it's just it's just how uh, how traditionally you go with this stuff. <laughs> I like water. I, I like it with certain flavors. That's though. like when like I, I when like I, free jazz came out, and all the old jazz guys were like, "This isn't jazz. That's this that's jazz. your this this isn't water ice." Well, you know, mango is like a newer flavor, and it's like really, it is a really popular flavor. And I, I think that, that if you're gonna, you're gonna do it, throw some, throw some uh, ice cream in there. But just, just vanilla. Oh, I don't know if I get no. to get some. Staunchly, else. staunchly against that. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is why we, this is why you have me on the show to give you a hard time. I always liked Italianos, um, but I didn't discover it or find out about it really until high school. I did not live in that neighborhood, so my, we would when we went that, in that direction, we ended up at Pops because it's by the park, but. Um, uh, in high school, hanging out with Trove and, and his cousin Dennis, who live in that neighborhood, we and then our friends had their first our first friends who had their own apartment lived right across the street from Italianos, and so there was a point at which there was a summer where we had multiple Italianos every night, every day of the week. <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> so I've I've probably eaten. I mean, I don't know if I've probably eaten the most Italianos just because of that one summer. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I guess it's almost like bakeries too. They make their own, and that's what yeah. kind of makes these places all like special, yeah. like this, you know. Yeah. So and that's why, yeah. And, and that's everything. why it's awesome that they're still around and they're still family run. And I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was Jesus, man, maybe like 2014 or something. Uh, no, it was even it was even earlier than that. It was like 2007. I walked by Italianos uh, after Memorial Day, and it was closed. And I like tweeted, "Oh, Italianos is closed after Memorial Day. That's weird." And I set off a panic accidentally of people who were like, "Italianos is closed for good, and it's never coming back." <laughs> my, cousin, my cousin Stephen hoards it. He, 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 <laughs> he buys like a thing of it and puts like saves it in his freezer, like just in case, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that, there's there's definitely the convenience of some, and then there's also just the 
like the how like certain flavors from certain places are just so special. And and places like Mancuso's and, and Italianos don't have a web presence. There is no way to even the the, the Italianos. I, I was trying to look them up online. They have a Facebook page. It's not run by them. It's somebody who loves Italianos so much so that much. they made a Facebook page for them. <laughs> and there's like some businesses have their own app. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, here's the QR code through our app to buy our yeah, thing. Italianos like, is on like, Square. Wanna, they have an AOL account. They don't even. They don't even bother. <laughs> So uh, I, other Philadelphia, the, the, p- people might not know this, but uh, even Rita's Italian Ice was started in Philadelphia by a retired firefighter named uh, Bob uh, Tomolo. Uh, Rita's began as a small store in Ben Salem, PA. Uh, in 1984, uh, Rita's Real Italian Water Ice uh, opened up. Now they have... I, I think I've been to the, um, the, the original first one, one. And, and it, it, you can eat inside there. It's like a, that's it's cool. a bigger one, and they have like like an ice cream parlors. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that makes sense. That must have been so. Then when I looked this up, the picture that must have been with the the one in Ben Salem must have been the one with the picture, uh, the one they have pictured. Uh, so uh, now they have more than six hundred stores selling the dessert from California to Georgia and Minnesota and Texas and all all those square states in between. Spreading uh, it all over. Spreading it all over. I'll tell you for a chain, still pretty good. Yeah, honestly, still, straight still up, hits the spot. I don't know. Straight up, I the my one of my favorite foods in the world, foods, not even snacks or water ice, is cherry water ice from Rita's, dude. Really? With with the with the cut up bits of cherry, dude, you cannot top it. You can't top it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know it's like the McDonald's of water ice, but it's it's I, it's I the best. It's the best, dude. But it's not like McDonald's because it's not under a heat lamp or whatever. They're still making it there. Yeah, they're like, still I, making it. Yeah, yeah. They well, still have to make it on site. It's still pretty good. I don't know. It's it's, it's still, still good, uh, man. Still they're competes. so good. Rita, send send us some some some. Be cool. Eat at eat Rita's. It. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I I know. I I I still my favorite favorite water ice. That I I'm pretty sure the thing was Sam's, the water ice place I'm thinking of. The one with the radio bowl. Radio ball. So you, wouldn't, you wouldn't last a day in Port Richmond. You don't, <laughs> you don't I wouldn't. I don't even speak like, the language, dude. man. I don't even. You don't know, I, you don't know what that. I was don't know like. any of the street names. You don't know. You couldn't handle it. I probably couldn't. <laughs> I always loved it when I was a kid, and like, I would. Um, I had friends in like Fishtown, and they would be like, "Wow, well, you live in Fishtown." It's like I, if I walk out my house, I can see Fishtown from my house now. It, but it's that much. It's it's like it's like the grass is blue over there. It's so different. <laughs> to, to a South Philadelphian, it's all the same. I don't know. Yeah. Fishtown or something, Port Richmond or something. There's Kenzie. I don't know. That that's all North Philly. It's, it's all, all the same crap. It's all above Washington Avenue. Might as well be Canada. Might as well be Canada. Uh, never been there. Don't care. Never been there. Don't want to go. <laughs> no, I've definitely done that. Like, where are you? I think I'm in Fishtown. Like, no, you're 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 in Kensington or you're, you're the, Fort Richmond. Like, oh, who, like, who's the president up there? What's the time zone? Yeah, what's what, what time what is, is it there? I always say, yeah. I tell you guys every time I go to West Philly that if if someone dropped me off in West Philly, I would I would I would die out there. Like I would have no <laughs> idea how to get home. It's a completely different world to me. You I've been won. to New York more times than I've been to West Philly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, you get stuck here. I don't know it's a what it world, is. Dude, the, 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 the fire hydrants are yellow up there. <laughs> what? 
The, the water goes down the drain the opposite way. Yeah, the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, well, in, even in West Philly, they have Rita's. Uh, and Rita's CEO, Jeff Moody, says stores outside of the Philly area do well. Uh, but uh, they are region. There are regional dis- differences in customer preferences. Uh, for instance, chocolate water ice is the most popular flavor in Philadelphia, but mango is the mes- po- most popular flavor everywhere else. Really? Someone yep. told That's me that Swedish fish is like their sleeper hit. Oh, like it's like their it's like their most popular or second place. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, I no, maybe that. maybe that's changed because this this article is from 2018 where this uh, information. Oh, well, this was old information. So I, I remember wrong. when that came out, and it's it's too sweet. I don't like it. I'm with you, but people people love it. It's too much. I I'm had with, it, but it doesn't taste like you. Swedish fish. It was good. I'm, I'm with like, you. It's just really too good. sweet for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that I live in Arita's yep. now, and 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 I'm on a diet that I don't eat cane. I don't eat sugar and shit. And man, I, I every time I walk by it, I'm just like, oh my god! It's like well, it's taunting me. It's taunting. There me. is a hey, Beerman, like come and do ever just talk about <laughs> this thing for an hour. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Have. I'm pretty sure there's a sugarless. There is, but that it still has. I don't eat carbs, and it's like 43 carbs because I looked it up uh, not so long ago. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, it's all. It's like how does that have so more m- carbs than regular? There's so many carbs in ice. You don't. Yeah, you don't want to do that, dude. I'm, uh, if you're on, I, Atkins, I can't eat ice. I'm on, a, I'm on a no ice diet. Strict no di- ice diet. I can I can roll it around in my mouth, but I got to spit it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's, it's like wine. I spit it out. <laughs> you guys are fancy, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Northeast, dude. It's fancy up there. <laughs> you don't get it. You wouldn't get it. You, I, I, I also read. Um, so uh, I, I was trying to find out like when the flavor explosion of water ice uh, happened because, like, like Trove mentioned, John's only has the original flavors: lemon, uh, cherry, and chocolate. And uh, I think they have a few more, but yeah, yeah. There's like this is like the traditional traditional flavors. The stick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if they do have, have bubble gum, no, we don't. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. Mm. Get your bubble gum. But I guess the uh, I, I guess like it's it's hard to pin down exactly when this happened. But in an interview with the De Cosmos, uh, who are the you know given credit for being the original Italian ice, the OG, uh, uh, yeah, the creators, they they claim that they started experimenting with other fruits um, when uh, South American immigrants started coming to New York and New Jersey in the 70s and so they started to swap out uh things like lemon for or not swap out but add to things like lemon with uh, uh coconut like pina colada and mango uh and so things like that yeah. yeah and uh and then that kind of spread out from there they say they were the first to do that too uh to to experiment with tropical flavors so they 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 are, are and those are definitely two classic flavors too yeah um, and I, I remember them from again, me, like from least, yeah. yeah, from when I was a kid. But to my my dad was always like, "These are the new flavors," and I was like, "How is coconut a new flavor?" <laughs> <laughs> That's some new thing. You didn't just discover the coconut. <laughs> they didn't have that when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but you're, I mean, I guess you know, being born into a world where there's a million tasty cake flavors or there's a million water ice flavors or whatever, you just think it was always that way. But yeah, they yeah, they started but... out as very special things and and grew a huge fan base and. And so, believe it or not, there was a time before Swedish fish water ice. <laughs> right, there's kids right now who are growing up, and the water ice they're getting like, from I'll Rita's. Have a classic. Yeah, all, 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 the, all the kids listening, all those kids listening to us right now, are just like, "What are you old men talking about?" 
I don't think children listen to podcasts, but if, if they shouldn't, because we're the two live crew of, of podcasts, yeah, it's not for parental the advisory, not, not for young ears, parental advisory warning. I guess what I was what I was going to say was that kids, uh, any anyone who is like, especially if they don't live in Philadelphia, anyone who's going to a Rita's Water Ice in um, California or whatever is getting a bunch of corporately sponsored flavors like uh, Swedish Fish. That's and that corporate water ice. That corporate water ice. <laughs> Cor- well, look, I mean, come on. Mancuso's wasn't corporate. It's definitely like no, a mom and dad operation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't even have a phone number. But what, they don't even have a phone number. And, uh, <laughs> and now, you know, now they have corporate sponsors. So, like, it's come quite a long way in 100 years, in 105 years, from 1915 to, to now. To water ice is a national thing, and it has corporate sponsorships. Say, Just say. <laughs> Just like everything, corporate America took something beautiful and ruined it. <laughs> no, Rita's all right. That's no, Rita's is great. Rita's is great. I mean, well, this, I'm just saying that like like now it's changed again. It's not just going to be cherry. It's Swedish fish. You know what I mean? Which is not easy to say either or fun. But but like these flavors are going to change over time. Lemon was the original, but it's going to be you know lemon heads or lemonade or whatever. What? Who knows? Who, who knows? Minute Maid's lemon. I hope I'm alive in 30 years to see what water ice flavors they come up with. You know, <laughs> wow, that's a you know Sweden, Swedish fish is the top flavor of everything. So, yeah, but I guess uh, I guess I'm just saying I, I, I wouldn't mind this either. But there's a, it's like being born into a world of it. You don't know anything different. People are going to expect it. There's just going to be more of it. You can't go back. You can't put can't put, can't it, put it back yeah. in the box. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. Pandora's exactly. Uh, water ice. <laughs> I can't believe you anything on the jazz cup. I'm well, sorry, I, I, I saved it. Out. I, I do have it open. I do have the jazz cup information open. I wasn't sure if, um, if we wanted to, uh, cross over and deal with it. If this episode, if we wanted to keep this episode shorter, how long we, how long have we gone for? Do we need an to pass some time? <laughs> we're, we're, we've already been doing this for an hour. Yeah. yeah. No, we're not going to do the jazz cup then. All right. <laughs> we'll save All it for right, another sign time. Off. <laughs> Uh, the, the music. <laughs> the, for, for anyone wondering, the jazz cup is, uh, is just uh, what, what the water ice is served in. It's a classic uh, uh, container. and I classic, the internet classic with the jazz 90s, cup is. Classic 90s uh, <laughs> aesthetic. Looking yeah, and it, it's its own thing, and we could do a whole episode just on that. Whole but it's part. App. Yeah, and. Um, right, for, like, this is the jazz episode, and you'll think it's like the John Coltrane house. It's yeah, like, just kidding. It's, like, it's, no, about, it's, this, it's, it's about, about this that cup, cup that you commonly seen as trash. <laughs> and f- free jazz is, free jazz is when they give those cups out for free free jazz <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the broad street run it's always like all of broad street is completely littered with jazz cups yeah um and uh these places still use them there it went out of it went out of print for a while the jazz cup went out of print for a while so for popular. a while but yeah i thought but, we uh, weren't doing it we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. No, one's, no one cares. The, 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 the jazz cup went away, and it came back. And now it's back. Go get yourself some water ice. Socially distance. Stand six feet apart from one another while you do your ordering, but hit one of these places up. There's also D'Amelio's on, on Pass Young Avenue, which is a, a new place that does old world stuff, old world treats. Um, what about uh, our website? Uh, so uh, that's pretty much all there is. That is pretty much all there is to, to know about uh, water ice. So uh, please check out our website, uh, southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com. 
super cool water ice inspired merch uh while you're there uh check out the visual companion for this episode which i don't have any i don't know what we're gonna post for i'm just gonna think about the selfies with water ice oh yeah <laughs> it's from, from my personal collection <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll think of something to put in there, I guess. Uh, and, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you look out for us, uh, every Monday, uh, where we post a new episode of the podcast. Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at, uh, we're at South Fellini everywhere. Uh, stay safe, uh, stay home, wear a mask and wash your hands. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.